to our message. Is there a word from the Lord? Our scripture reading this morning comes to you out of the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 10. Our scripture reads, Now until the first day of the week, very early in the morning they came into the sepulchre, bringing the spices which had been prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass that as they much perplexed her about, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and they bowed down their faces to the earth, and they said unto him, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and they returned to the sepulchre, and they told all of these things unto the eleven, and all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. Let the church say amen. amen. You know, many times we find ourselves uh, telling the Easter or the resurrection story uh, as a fairy tale uh, rather than a true story about life. And God had never intended his sacred scriptures to become only good stories uh, that uh, uh, had uh, no divine meaning. In, in television, uh, at times, in, in our movies, we have had a great time uh, the, of, of seeing the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. And many people have seen this movie and still have not considered uh, the sacred importance of the event. And even the movies depicting the Bible stories have, have made them just stories without any uh, revealing the scriptural importance that they should have. You know, these stories of the Bible must uh, be more than uh, just a storyline. They must bring us into the reality of, of who we are and, and, and seeing ourselves that, that cause us to rise above our human condition. The, the Bible is a book of life and its stories are, are, are a reflection of who and where we are in relationship to who and where we should be. You know, it's words that should reveal to us a place to aim and above where we are even in any situation that we're in in life. It should be another plateau that we should be able to reach out in our spiritual growth and our maturity. Whenever we find ourselves in whatever human condition, there's a story in the Bible to help us to rise above all that we are going through. Amen. So today on this resurrection morning, I would like to talk to you on the subject of how to rise up above your adversity. Amen. How to rise up above your adversity. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you today. We ask the Lord that you would just touch your dear servant, touch my lips that I may be able to boldly preach those things that you have laid upon my heart. What you've given unto me in private, Lord, let me public now re revealed unto your people. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. Amen. 
You know, last week we challenged you uh, to consider what you're going through is only a test. It's, it's only a test that we are dealing with those situations that we have in life. And many times God is just trying us to see whether or not that we're going to stand or whether we're going to fall. You know, the poet Maya Angelou, she penned these words that you might write me down in history uh, you, uh, with your bitter and twisted lies. You, you may trod me uh, in the very dirt, but still like dirt I'll rise. Uh, do you see me broken and bowed head and lowered eyes shoulders falling down like teardrops weakened by my soulful cries. Uh, does my heartiness offend you? Do you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh and like I got gold mines digging in my backyard. You may shoot me with your words and you may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness but still like I'll rise. Uh, what, what did I tell you last week? I believe that God will work this thing out in our life. I, I believe that I will rise up above everything that I'm going through, even this, this coronavirus, this COVID-19. God is going to be able to rise us above what we're going through. That test, that problem, that pain, that, that burden, that trial, that situation, that circumstance that you had in your life or whatever you're going through, God will raise us up above whatever comes at us if we would only put our trust in him. What God said, no weapon, he meant no weapon. You know, do you have a witness this morning? Do I have somebody that believe that God will take us through this thing? When he said no tongue, he said no tongue. The trick is to believe strong enough that you will stop worrying about those things that you're dealing with. If you're still worrying about it, you haven't turned it over to Jesus yet. Huh? Huh? Do I have any witness this morning? Do you believe that this morning that when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave us the ability to rise above our adversity that we face every day in our life? Thank you, Lord. Rise above it. So as we approach our text this morning, we ask those that are on the phone, please mute your phones. And, and uh, this morning, as we find the trials of life, we see Jesus this morning uh, going through his trial. He's scourging all night long, and, and now he's being hung on the cross. They pierced him in his side, and with water and blood coming down, he, he looked at his accused and asked God to forgive them because they didn't know what they did. He looked up to heaven, and, and, and he gave up the ghost. The sun went down on the sixth and the ninth hour. The veil was rent in the temple, and they took him down from the cross uh, before the sun went down. Joseph of Amethia, he took his body and he buried him in a board tomb. He stayed in the grave three days and, and then he preached captivity to the saints that believed on him from the Old Testament. And this brings us to the moment and this hour. All of this happened so he could show us how to rise up above our adversity that we have in our lives. Jesus read out loud in, 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 in Isaiah in the, in, in the synagogue that day. He said that he has appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has set me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of our Lord. Any and everything that you're going through is wrapped up in these verses. If you're dealing with every vice, every habit, every stumbling block, every yoke, every 
trial, every situation that you can come through in your life, God can heal, he can deliver, he can recover, he can set you free, and he can be able to get you through anything, all of the adversities that you have in your life, God has got it wrapped up in that verse. If you would only turn it over to Jesus, he'll work it out for you. Do you believe that this morning? resurrection morning let Jesus rise you up above your adversity thank you Lord so in our text this morning our first lesson is that we got to learn is expectations can be our worst adversity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our text says that next now on the first day of the week early in the morning they came to the sepulchre bringing spices that they had been prepared and certain others with them and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre and they entered in and found not the body of our Lord Jesus see all of us have, have, have faced adversity and have preconceived notions of that we expect how things should come out and when things don't come out the way that we expect them to do we life can be real tough it can, it can throw a curve at you and you don't know how to deal with it. Life is like facing that picture when when you sometimes when you expect the curveball, all of a sudden heck I'm a fastball. When when you expect a fastball, he'll throw you a slider. And when you get caught looking for a slider, that fastball will come your way and get you caught off guard. And let's not talk about that knuckleball. You have uh, no know about a knuckleball. That problem is that a curve or fastball or slider or knuckleball got different Characteristics. Yes, they do. Uh, when they're coming at you, you don't know one. One will come low, then move to the left. The other one will come fast, then it'll slow down. And the other one will mix you both from a knuckleball. You know about a knuckleball. It'll come at you, and you don't know which way it's coming, and yeah. don't know how it's coming at you. But the thing is, life is just like that. Yeah. That way adversity comes at you when it knocks at your door. It came to the tomb that morning, expecting to find the body of Jesus, forgetting all about what Jesus had told him that three days that he arrived. They, they brought spices expecting him to be in the grave. These ladies did try uh, to do something that was good, but 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 them boys was hiding out. Come on. Uh, we always talking about women working in the church, but uh, I don't want to help some men this morning. While the ladies were coming to do their work, we were out there hiding out. Hey, we were worried about our own necks rather than worrying about seeing whether Jesus' body was being taken care of. Their expectations were non-existent. They, they thought that they were doing the right thing. They, they should have come expecting him gone, but somehow they forgot all about what he had said. See, we too don't expect God uh, to do what he said he's going to do in our lives. You know, let's be real. We, we too don't expect him to do what he said. We, we, we tell God and ask God, and then all of a sudden, when, when things don't come our way, we, we start doubting and, and start uh, questioning whether God, uh, did he hear our cry? You, you know what I'm talking about this morning. How many of you know, uh, come to church on Sunday after Sunday looking for nothing? Uh, looking for nothing to happen. No expectations. Expecting something dead instead of a living God. And they came with extra help to roll the stone away. But when they saw that the stone had been rolled away, they looked in expecting to find the body of Jesus. That's so, preacher. About the, the number of times that Jesus had told him about rising, that they should have expected him to be gone. Uh, this should teach us that all of our expectations are not always in the will of God. Mm-hmm. Just because you expect it doesn't mean that it's what God 
in the will for your life. Mm -hmm. So our misguided expectations at times causes our worst adversity. Mm -hmm. Then next God will send someone to help you, to rise you up, to keep our dead expectations from being our greatest adversity. Mm -hmm. Our text says that it came to pass that they were much perplexed about and behold, two men stood by in shining garments, and they were afraid, and they bowed their face to the earth, and they said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Mm -hmm. He's not here, but he's risen. Remember how he spake to you that when he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man shall be delivered in the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on their third day rise again? See, why, why is it that the deadliest things in our lives are the most perplexing? Mm -hmm. uh, why is that, huh? We, we can become so wound up in over dead issues in our lives that, and, and that will have us so perplexed that it stops us in our steps. Being controlled by past relationships, broken up marriages, lost jobs, and, and, and old used-to-be friends that yeah. shouldn't have, yeah. have changed, uh, not able to move us in we, we struck at this place and I struck out in this place in our lives we, 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 we become our own greatest adversity trying to revive dead expectations when God has presented the gift of life right in front of us you know what did George uh, Mass choir, what, did, what they say that problem that I had I, I gave it over to the Lord and what he worked it out sometimes you got to get rid of that thing turn that thing loose in your life so God can work that thing out you got to let it go and then let God expecting something dead to rise up from the dust is insanity. Come on, preacher. Those folks are going about their business, doing their dirt, and, and to somebody else, and and ain't thinking about you. Those 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 old folks that that that, that hurt you ain't thinking about you right now, and you're wasting all of your time thinking about something that's dead and gone. And just like Jesus, He said, "Follow me and let the dead bury the dead." See, yeah. you gotta let that among the dead. Jesus, women were perplexed because the body of Jesus were gone and the two angels asked them, why ye seek ye living among the dead? God don't want you to be walking around in graveyards yeah. looking at dead tombstones and graves looking for life. Your life is not defined by dead relationships, lost jobs and, and old used to be friends. You cannot keep on living your life, situations in a place of the dead. Uh, do like Minister Patrick told us. He said, lose it and let it go. Yes. Lose it and let it go. You know, why keep looking to find life in those things that are already dead? Huh? Uh, do like Jesus. Rise above and leave them grave clothes in the grave where they belong. Jesus was delivered in the hands of sinful men. He died and was buried to show us that we can rise up. Thank above our adversity that comes against us in our lives. Mm -hmm. He died to give us victory over those things, those sinful men and death in the grave. If, if you could rise up from death and the grave, do you believe that he can rise you up out of your mess? Yes, huh, yes. Huh, huh, instead of wallowing in your mess, get up. Thank you, Lord. Get up and rise up above your situation. Thank you. Then finally, once God raised you up above your adversity, tell somebody. Uh, uh, Y'all hear me this morning. Once God raised you up above your adversity, tell somebody.
somebody. Our text says they remembered his words and they returned to the sepulchre and told these things unto the eleven and all of the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women that were with them which told these things unto the apostles. See some of our greatest testimonies are still in him. Right up in your mouth. Uh, why is it that when God delivers us that we want to keep things to ourselves? Huh? We don't like nobody to know that we've been through something. You want to uh, have a false claim that you ain't never had no problems. You ain't never had no difficulties. You ain't never been through nothing. But that's your testimony. Huh? That's your testimony. There are some great testimonies right in this church uh, that will go to the grave without giving God all of the glory. There's some no shame in making some mistakes in your life. situation. The shame is when you fail to tell your story how God got you over. See, there are some folks that have been down just like you. Huh, that's waiting for you to be able to tell them how God pulled you through your stuff. Huh, and when you finally realize that, that you were in a place of the dead, Jesus stopped by one day, pulled you up to set your feet on a solid rock and let you realize that he's the one to be able to get you through suffering that you have in your life. When these ladies heard that Jesus has written, they remembered and ran and tell those disciples, those men that were in hiding. Huh? Yeah. Not only did he tell their story to the twelve, he said, but to the rest of them. Oh, I need to help somebody this morning. You know, just don't tell your family. You need to tell somebody that don't know Jesus how you got over. You see, just telling church folk ain't no full advantage of your testimony. You got to tell some folk that outside the church Just telling, standing up at your fall revival or spring revival, telling folks that that ain't taking advantage of your full testimony. You need to run and tell somebody that's lost how God pulled you up and got you out of your miry clay. Tell somebody, especially your homies, how God brought you through when you were able to get yourself locked up. But tell somebody that these were girlfriends of yours that when you faced with abortion and divorce, unfaithfulness and abuse, this morning. Instead of keeping your testimony to yourself that won't do you or anybody else any good, tell somebody. God didn't take you through what you're going through to keep it to yourself. If God raised you above your adversity, you need to let somebody know about it. Yes, Lord. Don't keep it to yourself. Yes, let somebody know that how God brought you through. Mm-hmm. It'll be a help to the kingdom of God. Yes. Church, we got preachers that preach into the choir every Sunday. Come on now. Instead of the world going out, God had to shut the doors of the churches to get his word out to those that don't believe. Come on. We got folk on Facebook that ain't never stepped foot in the church. Come on. God had to shut our doors so that we could get the word out to those that need the word. Yes, Lord. So as we close this morning, the Bible is a book full of stories, brother. The Apostle Paul in the Philippians and in John, the, the Revelator, he calls them the book of life. Yeah. Though it's a book of stories, these stories will never become relevant unless we tell our life story. Until we put a face on those stories that are told in the Bible, many people will never see what these stories mean.
seen in their situation. Amen. It's good to tell folk how Moses brought the children across the Red Sea, but wh wh what does that got to do with your situation, huh? huh? What about Noah building the ark, or Jonah in the belly of the whale, and what about David facing off his his, his uh, uh, Goliath, and what about Samson and Esther and John the Baptist, and all of those parables of Jesus? They're irrelevant unless we can put a face on it. Yes. Every story in the Bible has a divine purpose, and I believe that everything that God has allowed me to go through, good or bad, has a divine purpose behind it to make me better in my life and to get me where I am today. Thank you, Jesus. What did Jesus tell Mary and Martha? The sickness is not a sickness unto death, but for the glory of God, yes. that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. So I, I, I'm like many of you that did some sick things in my life. I don't know about you, but thanks be to God that it wasn't a sickness unto death, huh? Thank you. Huh? God spared you, and he spared me so that the name of Jesus might be glorified. Huh? He, he, God kept us so that we can be able to be here today to tell the story so that Jesus can be glorified. All he wants us to do is not to be ashamed to tell your story. Jesus said that for whosoever shall be ashamed of me, and my words of him, the Son of Man, be ashamed, and when he shall come into the Lord and his fathers and his holy angels. See, don't be ashamed to tell your story because all it is is a story. Huh? It don't define who you are. Your story, no matter how bad it is, doesn't define who you are right here and right now. Huh? My story uh, says that I've done a lot of things, but I, I'm, I'm now uh, uh, in Christ as a new creation. Yeah. That's why Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Those old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. See, my story is a story that's passed and gone. Yeah. Huh? situation and my adversity and now that old story is my testimony yeah. of how he brought me yeah. through I'm not ashamed to tell my story because my story is a story of victory and not defeat my story is a story of how God resurrected me somehow and from that dead situation I was in and now I'm alive Amen. it's an old story but I got a new me Oh, somebody should be shouting this morning. Your old story helped you to become a new you. Yes. So what about you? This morning, God gave me strength to rise me above my adversity. And so I can have life. So are you tired of being down and out? Uh, you don't have to stay down and out. You can rise up above and occupy that place that God has reserved just for you. Mm -hmm. So rise up and occupy that place. Uh, your place of royalty is a child and an heir of the kingdom of God. I, I remember I used to sing this song back at First Buffalo years ago. He said, go ahead. Drive the nails in my hand. Laugh at me where you stand. Go ahead, say it isn't me. That they will come that you will see. Go ahead and mark my name. My love for you is still the same. Go ahead and bury me. But very soon I'll be free. Because I'll rise again, huh? That there's no power on earth that can tie me down. Yes, I'll rise again. Death cannot keep me in the ground. No matter what adversity that comes against you, rise above it. 
by putting your trust in Jesus. Uh, this COVID-19 coronavirus is a bad thing, but I know a God that has the power to rise me up above my adversity. Yeah. I told you last week, this is only a test. Yes. Just as he rose up, yeah. you too can rise up in victory above your adversity. Tell somebody, go ahead and laugh at me. I'll rise again. Go ahead and talk about me. I'll rise again. Go ahead and mark my name. I'll rise again. Yeah. Go ahead and bury me. And if you want to, but I'll rise again. Thank you, Lord. So I've learned that when I got Jesus, talking and mocking and not even death can keep me down. Thank you, Lord. Because Jesus has that power on earth and in heaven that cannot allow anybody to keep me down if I put my trust in him. Amen. That coronavirus look like it has us down. But I truly believe that we arise again. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. So how do you rise up above your adversity? You need to look to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's just as he rose, he raised up Jesus. He can raise you up out of your adversity. Amen. You need to look to the hills which come into your help. Because all of your help will come from the Lord. God raised Jesus as the first fruit mm -hmm. so that you and I can also have that same chance to rise up above our adversity. Thank you, Lord. Don't let this world put you down. Mm -mm. Don't, don't let, don't let you, this world make you think that this is it. This is the end. Yeah. Jesus said that I'm the beginning and the end. I'm Alpha and Omega. He says I'm the beginning and the end. So we got to believe that today. Amen. He said that he that has a ear, let him hear. We got to hear what God telling us today. God has taken us through this so that we can be a testimony to the world. Those unbelievers, they thought that they had us, but God gave us the victory. God bless you this morning. At this time, we open up the doors of the church. Is there one that do not know Jesus Christ is the personal Savior? Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. He said that I stand in the door and knock, and he says, if any man come to me, that I will suffer to him and he unto me. He said that if only you would believe, his desire is not to be lost. He don't want you to be out there stuck in your situation, in your problem. He wants you to rise up above everything that you're going through. And I believe that God will see you through it. Is that one today? Let us bow. Father God, we thank you today. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would just continue to bless. Continue to help us, O oh Heavenly Father. Look unto the hills, knowing that all of our help comes from the Lord. You'll help us to be able to rise up above all of this. Everything is looking bad. Everything is looking uh, like it's dead. But you said that you will bring life into our dead situation. Lord, we thank you today. And we give your name all of the praise, all of the glory, and all the honor. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen.